Hey everyone, before we jump into the day's episode, a brief announcement. I'm Jake Doberins, president of Theophany Media and the producer of the show. I want to invite you to the Creatively Christian Club. The Creatively Christian Club is a membership community for creative Christian storytellers that are just starting out. In the club, we provide amazing resources and bonus content. In today's episode, you'll get a little taste of the kind of extra content you can find when you're part of the club. In some of the higher levels, we are offering opportunities for powerful networking through a Discord server and monthly virtual hangouts. You can also sign up to get to virtually sit with experts in monthly masterminds where you can ask questions and get feedback on your creative endeavors. So, if you are a Christian storyteller struggling with where to go next, this club is for you. Whether you're a filmmaker, writer, comic book artist, whatever kind of storyteller, we are here for you to launch you into your creative lifestyle. Together, we can create something awesome that brings glory to God. For more information, head to www.club.theophanymedia.com or check out the link in the show notes. We would love for you to be a part of the community. Now, here's today's episode, a peek behind the curtains of the sort of resources we have in the Creatively Christian Club. Enjoy! All right, I am here with um, Heather Hyman, and I am so excited to interview her. She is the CEO and founder of Sweet Tea Social Marketing, um, which is awesome, and a little hat tip to uh, our Southern friends and their uh, love of sweet tea. I married a Southerner who likes her sweet tea, um, and so I appreciate that. So I'm really excited to talk with Heather here on this kind of creatively Christian bonus episode. We're going to get into the nitty gritty of uh, the golden rules of social media marketing and just talk about uh, how as creatives we can use social media um, and how to navigate that kind of weird space. So to begin, Heather, um, I didn't give you as much. I didn't give you a huge introduction. Can you kind of elaborate on that and especially tell us uh, How'd you get into this business? Yeah, Jake. Well, I really appreciate you having me here and I'm excited to be on your podcast. And it's such an interesting, it truly is a God journey because if I, as I begin to tell you, my story is I went from special education teacher to CEO of a digital marketing, you know, brand helping Christian business owners. It sounds like how on earth does that all get pieced together? But God just kind of can take the crazy of our life and just kind of turn it into like his handiwork. So kind of the interesting journey is I actually was a special education teacher. I was teaching middle school students. Um, Ultimately, I found myself in a personal, uh, really crazy, um, really difficult experience about 20 years ago. And I found myself living in Hilton Head, South Carolina, working 
uh, 40 plus hours a week as a customer service manager in the grocery store industry. And I loved my work. I loved the people. Um, I was numb on the inside from a lot of really hard things I was dealing with, but I was so overworking 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. So I ended up meeting really through social media. Um, back in the day, it was ICQ for anybody who is old school. But I ended up meeting the owner of a digital marketing agency. I saw that there was a job opportunity for an office manager. And I took an $18,000 pay cut because I wanted to work normal hours, Monday through Friday from eight to five, kind of back to what I was thinking in my mind as a teacher. And so I kind of got into the digital marketing space in 2000. And I went from office manager to project manager over huge corporate accounts like Wilson Sports, Subway, and then became an apprentice in the graphic design and web design uh, departments. So all this happened in about a two and a half year window. So that's like how I got into the digital landscape. Um, and then you fast forward, I got married in 2002. My husband joined the military. We moved all around the world. And we ultimately, I found myself as a a create as a connector of people. Um, I would always create these online Yahoo groups in every city we'd move to. And just for fun, I would connect people and almost collect people and bring them together and say, hey, here's how to do this. And really just wanted to share information to make their lives easier. And then fast forward, three kids, a couple more moves later, I ended up getting a master's in management and leadership. And while I was in school, I really felt this desire to be able to create a life that would allow me to have a business and work on my terms so I could be the wife and mom I've always wanted to be. So that's when in 2011, while I was actually in graduate school, I started my first company and it was all based on bringing people together, building a website. Here's everything family fun to do in this 30 mile radius and using content marketing to ultimately get paid advertisers for like all the people I was collecting, which is kind of was what I had done previously in all those military moves, but prior I was just doing it for fun. And yeah. when I was in graduate school, I was like, oh, this is like, this could be a business. And so the cool thing is I used Facebook and Twitter to completely grow that business from nobody knew about it except for me. And then, you know, my close friends on Facebook, and then it grew and evolved. And so what happened was I ultimately, over the course of the the three years I was running that company would just have restaurants and chamber of commerces and, and leaders from other organizations saying, can you help us? And so that's, I never said, oh, I'm going to do social media and I'm going to help other people. It really just evolved into this. People just began tapping my shoulder and asking if they could hire me. And so we ultimately moved in 2014 to my hometown in Columbia, South Carolina, and so I still ran that company in Kentucky. I then launched and created my Sweet Tea social marketing brand and said, I'm going to just kind of take what I have created and just use the power of online marketing and kind of like reinvent this opportunity. And now I'm going to use LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Mm -hmm. And it really has ultimately just snowballed from there. So I'd say about five years ago, I really felt God putting on my heart to to focus on helping Christians. And the real purpose of that is I see myself, Jake, as a digital missionary. 
And so I want to use my marketing, my social media, my business background, and I want to help other people that love the Lord use their gifts and their talents in their service or their product-based businesses, really be able to go out and be a light for Christ. And so that's kind of where we are right now. And I, I just kind of love social media. I love connecting people. I love business. And um, that's kind of what led me last year to writing my book, The Golden Rules of Social Media Marketing. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit more of the details of all of those things. That's awesome. Before we get into that main subject, um, why would somebody hire somebody like you? Like, obviously, we can all do social media um, ourselves. Um, what, where do you come in along in, in your kind of role as this? I love that term, that kind of digital uh, missionary doing this sort of this kind of ministry through social media. So what do you do and add? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, so I have a business. And just to kind of, I don't want to say prove a point, but just to kind of have this visual, I am not the best with loving numbers and math and all the accounting things. But it's important if I'm going to be a fiscally responsible business owner with integrity that I know what I'm doing and my numbers make sense and I'm having profits and I'm generating income. And so with that being said, it's a piece of my business that's important. And because math and accounting and all that's not my gift, I go find someone that that is their gift and they help me with my accounting. And so what I have experienced as I've met countless entrepreneurs and business owners that are out there with their thing, they consider themselves the painter, the accountant, the artist, the crafter, you know, the, the educator. And they're like, that's my happy place. But there's this thing of marketing, of trying to get people to know about me and helping me get that audience so I can ultimately make money that is, is really not a, either their gift or it's not their happy place, or it's something that they honestly maybe never received any training on. And so I have, you know, kind of like a couple different arms of my business, so to say. And so one, some people hire me and say, hey, I've got money and I wanna hire you to create the strategy plan, or I wanna hire you to create the plan and teach my team how to do this over six months so we can be self-sufficient. Mm -hmm. But I've also just experienced a lot of business owners that are like, hey, I don't have the money to afford to pay you to create this 20 page social media strategy plan with like every detail, but I wanna learn. I'm eager to learn, you know, if I put in, you know, two hours a week, how can you help me? And so that's where I crafted my social thrive program where I'm actually teaching Christian business owners who want to be able to learn how to do it themselves so they can be self-sufficient because my ultimate goal is I want to teach people quote, like how to fish. I want right. to teach them to go like, here are the strategies, the, the algorithms will change, the platforms will change. But at the end of the day, when you realize that there's a person on the other end of that computer and what we're really trying to do is market ourselves with these tools of social media and do it in a way that feels authentic to ourselves. I want to give you some tools and some equipment and some strategies to put in your tool belt so you can go out there and not feel, oh, I've got to hire someone like Heather to do it for me, but yet I want to have someone like Heather in my back pocket who can be like, here's what I'd like to do. Is this a good idea or a bad idea? Or tell me these three steps I should do to leverage Instagram, for example. That's awesome. Yes, I, I participated in your boot camp 
a while ago and I definitely learned a lot and appreciated your, your, your kind of coaching through that and your challenges. Haven't quite made the leap to further services, but it's on the radar yeah. when I'm in the right spot. Um, but, th- but that's awesome. I always like to ask our guests, um, why do we need them? Because I think sometimes um, certain creatives might think they can they can handle everything. However, I can definitely attest to areas of doing this, of doing business that are just not as fun and that are definitely not my gifts. So I appreciate all that you're doing with your Thank gifts. You. So Thank that's you perfect. so much. Well, let's start talking about the golden rules here. Um, tell us what are the rules or, or however you want to present that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, to give everybody a heads up, there are 15 golden rules. And so I'm not going to go on and on and make this be a three hour podcast. If you want to get all the nuts in the bolts, it's all in my book. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out like the top five or seven that I feel would, would, would be my favorites, so to say. So I'm going to share with you golden rule. Number four is it isn't about who, you know, or what, you know, but about who knows you. And so what does that mean when you are a creative and you want to grow your business using social media? And so I want you to say the number one thing that this golden rule is telling me is I need an audience. It's not just about the fact of I've got great skills. My mom thinks that I am awesome. I use quality products. I'm different from the other 99 people on my, you know, neighborhood or my city that do what I do or that are going to be at this vendor event, but who knows that? And so I want you to just think of social media and you're showing up is almost like this megaphone of who is going to be able to find out about you, research about you, know that you exist. And so your top priority, when you think of your social media strategy plan is saying, what am I doing on a weekly basis to let more people know that I'm awesome, I've got a great product or service, and that other people trust me and are doing business with me. And so just to give you like a practical example, that might look like you, if you've had 10 people who bought your artwork or bought your videos or have worked with you, do you have any social proof online on your social media indicating someone else has paid you, hired you, pulled out their credit card and had a very positive experience? So that might look like a 30 second video testimonial of that person. It might look like them, um, you making a a graphic and posting the two sentence, you know, of them raving about you that they had sent you and you kind of turning that email that you received into some visual content that you use on social media and really saying, if I had to audit myself today and I went to my top social platform of choice, do I look as awesome as I think I am in that online space? And then constantly adding that to what you do every single week. So more and more people can come to know you and have you top of mind. That's awesome. That's really good advice. Thank you. Okay. So let me go into a couple other of my favorites. So uh, golden rule number nine says, use your best online etiquette. And so I'm talking to introverts. I'm talking to extroverts. No matter what your personality type is, just always ask yourself, What I'm about to send, whether it be in a direct message to someone or whether it be what I'm going to post on my page, 
would I speak like this or talk like this if I was seeing this person face to face? And so I would say sometimes people make, they make one or two mistakes. They ultimately go straight for the sale and they don't do any warm up. I mean, they're just like, hey, this is 30% off. And they like haven't posted ever before. And there's like nothing. And it's just like, and that would be the most awkward moment if I met Jake face to face. And he literally was like, hey, Heather, you should totally sign up to be a sponsor for my podcast. Like, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I find the same people as you do. It's only $750. Like, what do you say? And I would be like, oh my goodness, this guy's so crazy weird. Like, let me back away. That is fair. Yes. So when we show up online, like just again, you know, say to yourself, I want to be a human. I want to be relatable. And so a part of that process in any relationship, you know, whether it's someone you're getting ready to marry, whether it's someone that you would say, I'm going to invite this person to be the best man, you know, or, or the bridesmaid in my wedding. You don't just walk up to random strangers on the sidewalk and like ask them to be in your wedding. It's a relationship. And you build that. And so think of all of the things that you post on social media, how you choose to show up is a chance for people to get to know you. And so your best online etiquette is just being human, being real, being relatable. And then again, of course, not leaving out the opportunity for you to guide people to know how they could, of course, come to buy your thing. But don't just always lead with the pitch or don't just always lead with the sale. Good. Thank you. That's, that's great. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups. I love Facebook groups, but man, people don't, people just go right for the promotion. Every comment, even if it's unrelated, it's something about their service and they're just missing the whole point of that. So good advice. Good, good. Um, okay. So here's another one of my favorites. This is golden rule number 12. And it says, always ask yourself what's in it for them. And so by them, I mean the customer. So again, if you're just, if you find yourself and you're listening to this and you're like, okay, this sounds great, but I never know what to post. What should I be posting on social media? What you need to say to yourself is, okay, what do you do? If, you know, I don't care if you make, if you make Christmas ornaments or if you make handmade guitars, or if you have a service, like whatever it is that you do, ask yourself, how do I make people's lives easier? Another question you could say to yourself, what are the top 10 things that you get asked over and over and over again regarding like your business? You know, so, I, you know, I don't care. Even if you have a restaurant, you're literally going to say like, people want to know like, where are you located? What are your hours? What type of food do you sell? Like, what's your specialty? What are you known for? You know, do you have seating? Do you take COVID seriously? Are you going to make me wear a mask? Like all the right. things of whatever it is that you get asked over and over. Those are, those are things that you want to incorporate into your social media marketing, and you want to be addressing that. And so you want to think quick, short form content. So if you, let's say, come up with 10 things that you get asked over and over again, turn that into 10 different social media posts of just like, hey, have you ever wondered when we're open? Here's when we're open. Hey, did you know that we do this? We'd love to let you know this is it. And everything I just said could be a video could be a long written word post with a graphic, or it could just be like 
a quote of like, you just make a graphic that says like, we're open every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday from 10 to seven. So your goal is to just get that information out there and say, I've got to think like the customers I want to attract. If it's something that's on their mind, well, I want to be a good business and I want to have that information readily accessible. All right. Good stuff. Um, here's another good one. This is golden rule number 11 and it's don't say it and spray it. And so I'm going to say something right now to anybody that feels this huge desire to go from, I'm not active on social to you go and you set up accounts on LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter, and Facebook. And you're like, I'm so excited. It's free. And I'm going to be in all the places. And so what I would say to you is, I have found in my experience that you are going to make a much better impression with the people you want to resonate with. If you, especially if you're just getting started. Now, if you are established, if you have a huge brand, if you have a team of people that are helping you, then you can kind of maybe escalate this a little faster. But I would say what you want to do is pick your number one social media platform of saying where are my people spending the most amount of time? And then say also to yourself, do I like this platform? Because if it's a tie for you between Twitter and LinkedIn and you go, oh my goodness, like I would rather like scratch nails on a chalkboard than be on Twitter. You're going to really struggle to have any success on Twitter because Twitter moves fast. You have to post a lot for it to really be effective. And so ask yourself, where's my audience? And do I like the platform? But go into a platform and do it really well. So give 80% of your time to that one platform. And then if you kind of want to look like you're visible and you've got some links coming and going, take that other 20% and just kind of sprinkle it on the others. But the main thing I'm saying when I say don't say it and spray it, do not be that business that gets your Instagram post to auto post to Twitter to auto post to Facebook. So then if I only know you on Twitter and all it looks like is three sentences and then dot, 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 a link to Facebook. It doesn't look good. It's not a good impression for your brand. I immediately know you're not really there. It's just auto coming over. And it really is a poor reflection of your business. Mm -hmm. So it's like, don't have this philosophy of thinking, I'm going to create this once and I'm just going to auto post it to like seven different platforms. Instead, what I'd like for you to do is pick that one place. And again, if, if it, if this is a customer testimonial and they thought you were amazing and they got like this huge benefit from working with you, you can still post that over on Instagram, but just post it on Instagram, maybe five days later and then phrase it differently because the culture Mm -hmm. on all of the platforms is not the same. So on Instagram, sure. Include your 30 hashtags on Facebook. Don't do that. Definitely. That is, that's good encouragement because there are definitely platforms that I like better than others. Um, so no, absolutely. Very freeing. <laughs> um, and I would say like the final one that I want to really share with you guys is golden rule number two, which is listen to your customers. I find oftentimes that people, especially if you are maybe a creative or maybe if you're the person that's like, I'm not really into marketing and I'm trying to like, I'm trying to take steps. And I'm the first person to tell you, don't get overwhelmed and just never do anything. Do something and just keep trying to get better at that. 
but listen to your customers. So if they're telling you that they want something, if it is in your wheelhouse and if it's something that makes sense, then consider taking that into consideration for the next product or service offering that you have for your audience. And so if you're like, how do I even do that? What I would suggest to you is if you either have a small audience or maybe you've been established, but maybe you are new to using social media. And I kind of experienced that a lot. Someone's like, I've done word of mouth all my life. This technology of social media feels overwhelming. And you're saying, how do I listen to my audience? Is I would really create a survey. You can use Google Forms. It's completely mm -hmm. free. You can, in 10 minutes, create a simple, short survey that I would have a couple, multiple choice questions that maybe you're like, it'd make my life easier if I knew this of what they're thinking. And then maybe one or two open-ended questions. Like, what is your biggest struggle when it comes to, you know, buying art for your home or whatever your business is? Yeah. And then literally add to your social media marketing plan to say, I'm going to be posting this three times a month. I'm going to have a different graphic. Maybe I'm going to have a video and says like, hey, if you're new to us, we'd love for you to complete this survey. And the goal is for you to make it be like something that truly takes two minutes or less. So people don't feel that they have to say, oh, do I want to go spend the day shopping or do I want to fill Jake's survey out because they won't do it. So you want sure. to make it simple. But if you survey 15, 50, 100, 300 people that are genuinely people that you want to be able to serve and 75% of them all pick the same thing. If you, let's say, maybe have three products that you're considering putting out, like that's super helpful information rather than you spending three weeks doing it, creating it, making a hundred of them and like no one wants it. Yeah, definitely. So for that survey, are you thinking like you said, put it out every three months or so? Are you are you thinking of different people are taking this or you're trying to gauge the same kind of people to see if they've changed? No. So what I'm saying is like the one thing I find in social media is people will spend all this time creating something, whether it's an opt-in page, whether it's a freebie or, for example, a survey. Mm -hmm. So I want you to create the survey and then intentionally add to your ongoing marketing efforts to post a link to your survey on social media like three times a month. So meaning, three times a month. Okay. Yes. So meaning don't just create the survey once be like, I'm going to reach out to my people and I'm never going to talk about it again. Uh, yeah. So like that's marketing. Not everybody's going to see it the first time you post it. You're going to just, and if you're doing social media the right way, you will constantly be having new people in your audience. They never knew you mm -hmm. had a survey because I wasn't here three months ago. I wasn't here two weeks ago when you posted it. And so what you want to do is make a goal as a business owner and say, my goal is to get this survey filled out by a hundred people. And so if you're on Instagram, you know, you might make that be the link that's in your bio on Instagram and like, keep it as the link in your bio for one month. And you might post stories about it and say, Hey, click the link in our bio. We've got a survey. You may say, I want to entice people. So I'm going to give away a Starbucks gift card and we're going to be picking from the people who enter our survey between now and December 31st. So you can do all types of things to like incentivize people. But I'm just saying, don't just go to the effort to create it, make it and tell people about it one time, but incorporate into your social media plan to say, I'm going to bring this up, you know, three times a month. 
And then you can even set the survey up if you did use Google Forms that they can only fill it out one time. Okay. Does that make sense? That so does make sense. You're not yeah. necessarily asking people to keep going and take it in and over, but you have to mentally say, I've got people who've never been here before, and I'm inviting them to know that here's a great way that we would love to be able to get more insight from what they're thinking so we can show up and serve them better. Perfect. That's great. Cool. Um, do we have time for one more? Do it. Yes. Okay. So I would say the next one I'm going to share with you is golden rule number three is be so awesome. People shouted everywhere on social media. And so when, especially when businesses or people that want to use social media to get clients or get paying customers or get referrals, and they're, they've almost got like a tunnel vision of their product and their service offering. And so I just want to say, when people share social media content, they share things that makes them look good. They share stuff that makes them feel like, oh my goodness, this is going to be able to help other people. They share stuff that like moves them or inspires them or like, you know, the memes, you know, even the memes, yeah. they share stuff that just makes them laugh, that literally gets them to stop scrolling. And so what I would say to you is when we think about be so awesome that people shouted everywhere on social media is incorporate in your social media, your journey of like what is happening. If you, for example, let's say Jake wants to speak like at 15 conferences in 2021 and he applies and he is selected and he's chosen and he's going to be going and doing his first speaking event in February. Well, rather than that, just be like this internal thing that no one knows about except for Jake and his team, it would be great for Jake to just be like, hey, I'm so excited that I'm speaking at this event and even tag the event, you know, bring other people yeah. into what you're posting or like this was a huge goal of mine and this feels so great to have accomplished this. But just as you're posting on social media, don't be afraid to, to realize that that meme that you share that may have nothing to do with your business may be what you end up getting tons of traction on. But from a social strategy perspective, the next post that you post, which may be about your podcast or which might be about the link to your survey or which might be about a golden tip you've got to help people do something or a mistake that people make and that is business related, that next post is most likely going to receive more traction, more engagement, and more reach because the meme that was before got 35 people that shared it. And so you've got to, in your mind, when you think of social media, you have to always say to yourself, I've got two things I'm trying to accomplish. I'm trying to grow my business and I'm trying to make the actual social media platforms happy. And so if you read reports like I do, and Facebook says, Facebook groups are hugely important to us. We want people to connect with other people that are like them. Or they come out and say, video is really awesome. We want more people to do video. Or we love live streaming. Then you as a business go, okay, so I'm going to, here's what I had planned. And it really wasn't much video. But if Facebook is pretty much telling me, we're going to post your stuff and give you more free reach, more free engagement, if you do what is a priority to us, then a good business owner wants to say, 
you know what, I wasn't really planning to do video, but I'm going to just kind of include it in the mix because Facebook likes that. And I want them to help me grow my business like organically without having to pay for it. Yeah. Yeah. From the boot camp, I definitely learned about video. You talked about video and live video, and that was very helpful. Something I didn't know and I've been experimenting with still trying to master, but it takes Good. time. That's right. It does take time. And it's like all these things. It's so easy for people just get in this state of, okay, well, I, I don't feel comfortable on video. I'm just going to not do it. But whether it's video or whether it's an Instagram strategy or, or whether it's like one thing that maybe you learned from even just listening to today is that every step forward is still a step forward and you are going to just better be able to be a reflection of who you are in your business on social media. And so for those people that get really stuck in, it has to be totally perfect or I'm not going to do anything. You may be really... Um, minimizing your growth opportunities and just slowing yourself down. And so for those people that are like, okay, I'm not saying it has to be sloppy. And I'm not saying you have to be like, Hey, when you work with us, you get a hot mess train. Like, that's not what I'm saying either. <laughs> but I will say that there has never been a time in history where it has been easier using the phone in your back pocket to go live, put yourself out there, put your products out there, share those behind the scenes glimpses. And I think that consumers are smart. And I think that consumers are, are loving the authenticity of being like, yeah, that sound that we hear is the wind blowing because they're standing outside in the wind. You don't have to have some fancy tool that makes the wind sound like disappear when you're making the video. Now, of course, we can do things and be like, oh, I look like a silhouette. Let me move on the other side of the house to where I could be in the shade. I mean, yes, there's things that we can do, but I think that the rawness that is that just allows us to say, oh, Jake's like I am. He, he mm -hmm. struggled to get his glasses clean before doing this, or he's human. His dog just barked in the back of his video. I feel like it just allows people to have even more of a trust with us. And I feel it makes us more relatable to our audiences. Awesome. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time to dispense all this wisdom so if people, and I'm sure they are, got really excited about hearing all the things that you're saying, what are some next steps they can take with you? Uh, where do you want them to go to learn more about you and what you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. So I would say two things. One, of course, I love hanging out on social media, but I have a free Facebook group that I'd love to invite you to. If you just go to Facebook and type in social media for Christian business owners, you'll be able to find it. And so we'd love to have you inside of that free space. We do some exclusive training there on a monthly basis that we don't put anywhere else. And then you can always just head to my website, sweetteasocialmarketing.com if you would like to maybe have access to our podcast or read some of our blog posts or just want to be able to reach out and get connected with us. Awesome. Again, thank you, Heather, for all of this wisdom. And I so appreciate you taking the time to help out the audience of Creatively Christian figure out this social media thing. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure being here. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out club.theophanymedia.com for more information on the membership. 
For today's show notes, you can head to theophanymedia.com slash heather. Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Bill Brooks, and Lynn Baber. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Our music is by Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer. To join our exclusive patron community, which includes bonus episodes and so much more, go to theophanymedia.com forward slash creatively Christian. Have a blessed day and keep on creating for our Lord.